0: Welcome to Don't Cut Your Bangs podcast. I'm your host, Deb Todd. We're back with our girl, Jackie. Hi. We're so excited to be here with everybody today. Today, we're going to be talking about authentic growth. That means authentic Instagram growth, authentic growth with your brand, how to get the right people in your chair, how to get your dream clientele, and how we got from zero clients to being fully booked. Yeah, indeed.
1: Um, What would you say you feel most important about being authentic and growing your brand in an authentic way? I guess that is one of the most important things to you is being authentic.
0: Yeah, I think the best way to organically grow and to find your tribe, if you will, is being authentic. I think, there's a time and a place for trendy things, like people doing like the trendy TikToks that everybody are seeing, like the ones when people were like standing and pointing to shit. And um, for me, that's not me, that's not my brand, that's not what I do. So if I got online and started doing something like that, I think it would be very disingenuous to the person that I am. I don't know if that's a correct word to use or unauthent- unauthentic, I guess. Yeah. Um, so for me is to stay consistent and to be authentic. And that doesn't mean like overexpose yourself on line either. It just means be you and people can see a fake like that. They can see if it doesn't, if you're trying to fake it, fake it in a way that like it just doesn't make sense. Um. And so that's going to turn people off. So I think sticking to your guns, sticking to who you are, um, behind the chair or whatever career move that you're doing, whatever career you're in, um, staying you, keeping, keeping it real, <laughs> is the best way to do it. I don't think there's any other way, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like I follow a lot of people on the internet that constantly just try and stick to these trends where Carl Lagerfeld said that trendy is the last stop before tacky. and it's so true in so many things so don't be tacky (laughs) what about you like I feel like you have you have this insane Jackie tribe of like brows makeup I mean I'm one of them I don't think I would ever trust and there's so many great makeup artists and I don't think I could ever yeah I mean go to somebody else i definitely think authenticity is huge like you
1: said and i think we touched on this on the last episode was like being yourself attracting the people that you want to be around and that's going to keep people coming back and build that loyalty um because yeah you do not have to fake it and i know that there's definitely people out there that think and i mentioned i think faking the funk for a minute in the beginning and then getting into it um i think that's a little like different not being inauthentic in a way but like You have to show yourself and when you start to see, when you start to show that, people are going to notice that and that's when you keep attracting that kind of people. I really believe in the law of attraction and when you put out like your authentic self, I feel like you like bring in people that are authentic too. Yeah. And then you can really easily pick up on the energy of people that are not authentic and that don't align with like just what you want to have around in your life, whether that's a client, a friend, a family member or anything like that. um but definitely with building a presence in the community that you're in no matter what industry like being authentic is going to get you places faster than
0: being inauthentic because people can definitely pick up on that yeah i have a good tool that i like to use that was taught to me by a she was a hairdresser then she's still a hairdresser but now she's more of like a coach like a career coach that she's moved into but this was something back in i think 2018 her name's Jamie C. And she she gave me really good advice. And she said, write down your ideal clientele of who you want to sit behind the chair down to their skincare routine. So for me, my ideal client would be somebody that doesn't buy their hair care and skincare at Walgreens. There's somebody that cares a little bit more. They're going to do more me- medical grade skincare, hair care. They're going to shop at Revolve. They're going to, you know, somebody that believes more in quality over quantity, because what I'm doing behind the chair is more quality than quantity. So my, my services are more expensive than maybe the person down the street from me, but somebody I want the person that's going to see the value in that. And the people that see the value in my services are going to also be somebody that isn't so much fast fashion, but more, um, you know, more quality, quality things on their skin, their bodies, things like that. Yeah. And I think that was great advice because then you just continue to manifest that. Like you mentioned the law of attraction. And then if you have one person that is like that, then they're going to tell their friends and their friends, you usually keep people that are like minded like you. So you have one person that believes in quality skincare, Mm hair care, clothing, things like that, then you're going to get, their friends that believe in the same, that their values line up in that as well. So I think that's a good tool to have is to manifest your ideal client by writing it down and visualizing it as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think more going beyond even just manifesting it too, is really learning how to market yourself towards that ideal client. And that's when you really can get into that expansion and that like growth. Oh yeah. Um, But however, just like you said with once you get one person that has those same ideals and values, they're going to tell their friends that 10 to 1 have the same ideals and values. Yeah. And that's how your tribe really grows because you start just attracting people that are so like-minded and you get to become a part of a group of people that enjoy and want to talk about the same thing, same things as you. Not only just when they come in for appointments, but if you see each other out, you tend to hang out in the same places. We live in a small city. Mm-hmm. so You're going to see those people out. And that's kind of something we talk about with the podcast, making this podcast is we're always kind of like seeing people and running into people. And we feel like we wanted to share a little bit more about ourselves and about our lives because we are like just surrounded by people that we work and do services with. And it's just nice to be able to talk a little bit more about it more candidly and absolutely. But yeah, um, I think that definitely it's a huge, huge thing to be authentic and grow your tribe by finding like-minded ideal clients that you want to work with. Yeah, you know.
0: I had um, at a class in Vegas, I had a young girl, I think she was 19 or 20, she came up to me and she said, I'm just getting onto the floor and I'm building my book and basically what we're talking about today. What advice do you have for me to get out there and get people in my chair outside of social media? Um, Because of course marketing is really important. And I told her, I said, start doing things and going places where you want your clients to come from. I'm like, find an amazing gym and start going there. And I go, women in the gym, your people in the gym, I go, are going to be your people. We have that with Hilo. Yeah. We go to Hilo (laughs) and now like we all, we are all like this rock solid group of men and women that ride so hard for each other. And I'm like, your gym community is going to literally lift you up yeah. I go, so you're going to have somebody now that like cares about their health and somebody that cares about their health is also going to care about the quality of their hair. Yeah. So that's a good place to start. So, you know, Hilo is one of the first things that I always think of when I think of building your community. They build yeah, a great community. They really have. Um, and I love everybody there. Um, and I said, start going to like cool restaurants or hotels, depending on the city that you're in, where people like like, the same aesthetic and vibe as you. Delaware doesn't really have, like, the hotel lobby bar vibe. Yeah. But other places do. She she lives in Palm Beach. So I'm like, you have so many great places. Um, Wait, that reminds me of something I just saw. And it was like, you're looking for a rich
1: man. Go hang out at, like, these rich, like, Oh, yeah. New York. It was New York
0: City. Where to find a trust fund baby. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Like,
1: go to happy hour and find your man. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Hang
1: out at these places. And then I started thinking about the White Lotus and how, like, Lucia and Mia would hang out at the bar at like yeah place and pick up men.
0: It's so true though. You're basically like, you're putting yourself out there to meet, maybe not so much with this men, but your ideal clients. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> and I know like, I, you know, again, it's like kind of be the client that you want to sit in your chair. Like you don't want somebody that's not going to see your value. Yeah. I had a conversation with my client the other day and I said, there's a, fa- well, I'm just going to say it. Hocus and gossip girls can be very <laughs> toxic. Oh, it can be very beneficial. It can be, be very beneficial. I go, but mostly toxic, <laughs> and it's these people that are posting that they want these services done, but they want it done for basically free. And it's like, who? Like nobody? No. I go. I said everybody deserves to make a living, and yeah. I, nobody owes you a thing. So for you to go online and demand that you get a haircut and a color for less than $100, to me, I'm like, who do you think you are? You know. But when you think about the time and effort that people, especially with
1: hair that it takes, yeah. I'm like, sometimes I'll be here for hours and hours, like four, five hours. Yeah. Just like, wow. What if you expected someone to work for five hours and pay them like a hundred bucks? Yeah. Well, I guess like, is that normal?
0: I No, don't know. it's not. And then people are like, well, maybe maybe somebody that has like a home salon because they know they're going to get it cheaper because yeah. somebody doesn't have overhead. Know. Where it's like, Crazy. man, like you guys really are quite demanding, but you get what you pay for. So yeah. also be careful. But then they're going to get a bad service, and then they're going to go back onto the Facebook group I know, and they complain. Be, yeah, they're going to complain and be I mad. Know. And I honestly forget where I was going with that point, but um these Facebook groups are vicious oh my god I know I don't know where we're going either, I but, know I
1: felt like I had a really but great that does bother me too. Uh, yeah I feel like it's, I like, a really it's good insulting way. and I'd imagine like any career field if somebody wanted a lawyer and said hey I'm looking for a lawyer for my divorce and I just don't want to pay an arm and a leg and someone was like you know, I know a great cheap lawyer Deb Todd yeah I'd be like insulted yeah. I'd be like oh so you're saying I'm a cheap lawyer yeah. like that's so rude like imagine someone said that and Posted any business and said, I want someone that's going to do a great job for cheap.
0: Yeah. And then they your business. Yeah. I said that. I literally said, (laughs) and I said this to her. I said, when I see people post about hair services that aren't going to break the bank, not that I think that I'm going to break your bank, but I know that means they're looking for a handout. I don't know what your
1: bank looks like. Yeah.
0: I always say, don't be putting my name there because they're going to come in here and get real mad. And like the salon was full and a couple people like snickered and I'm like hopefully I'm not offending people here but honestly I don't care actually I hope you are offended because if that's you then you need to learn but I know I think I think I kind of remember the point that I was trying to make um but what I was telling her was if somebody wants a service done and done well um everybody deserves to make a good a living off of it and nobody should be doing it for you know pennies 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 on the dollar um and that still probably didn't prove my point but i remember that's we were talking we started talking about that facebook group i mean again it does have its good moments like somebody posted the other day that their daughter or that they found a child that i think was a special needs child wandered into their yard and they like were with the child until like the mom came and Mm -hmm. like this community was like very excited that the you know that the the parents were able to find her and things like that so it has its moments, but yeah, most of the time that shit be toxic. I know there's literally, I'm pretty
1: sure there's groups just for complaining on Facebook, which is wild. But mm-hmm. anyway, back to the real topic. Yeah, um, I will say uh, to build on finding your ideal client, I um, when it comes to marketing for your ideal client, I would also say when you are looking for that person that's similar to you think about what problems you have with whatever you're looking for, like whatever industry you're in, like what problems do you have with getting your hair done? What problems do you have with this? What problems do people find they find that they have with makeup or their brows or whatever? And look to solve that problem and market to solving that problem. It's like you with the head spa, like yeah, yeah. just like we were saying, like so many people complain about their scalps. My scalp is itchy, my scalp is dry. And look what you did you created a scalp spa yeah. that is going to benefit and fill this need that so many people have yeah and that's what you need to market towards is find people's pain points and find what people are stressed about and fix that yeah and that's obviously on top of being authentic being authentic and people loving your personality and then f- fixing someone's problems They're going to be hooked for life yeah so solving their problem and marketing towards that problem and letting people know you're going to fix that for them is going to draw people in really crazily yeah and a lot of people have problems with their hair they have problems with their brows they have problems with their scalps like yeah there's there's so many things in the beauty industry that are solving a problem um and ultimately as consumers as humans as people in the beauty industry even if you're not in the beauty industry Mm -hmm you want to solve your problems. Yeah. And so service providers do that. You have a backache, you're going to go get a massage. Yeah. You know, you, you're getting your grays coming in, you're going to get your hair done. And ultimately like, you know, you need to let people know what you're solving for them and then do a really great job at doing it, um, Yeah, obviously. But yeah. that's something I've learned along the way too, is like with bridal, you know, what stresses people out on the day of? Timelines. I help people create timelines, what stresses out people, um, not knowing what's going on with payment. I make payment easy. What's going on with, you know, X, Y, Z. When should this person be ready? When should this person be ready? You should already be able to solve your client's problems before they even address them because you already are anticipating their needs. Yeah. And that's a huge part too of customer service and building, um, you know, your business because people are going to be obsessed that you're just solving problems before they even occur. Yeah, for sure. So being proactive instead of real reactive is one of the biggest things that you could do too in the industry to just make people's day.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that that's, that's massive. Mm-hmm. That's massive. And being a provider that you would want to have, like be the, be the provider that you would want somebody to service you as well. Like, yeah, I mean, I have very high
1: standards. Yeah. And I think that comes from being in this industry. Yeah. And just knowing that, like, for me, I'm like, it's not that hard. To me, it's like not that hard because I love it. I want to make people's experience that amazing. Yeah. When I get subpar service, I just think, wow, it's really not that hard. Yeah. No, I'm so judgmental. Even if I walk in somewhere and people don't say hi to me, I'm like, this is
0: ridiculous. Yeah. No, I feel (laughs) the exact same way. Like, my for me and i think that i can contribute a lot of my success to filling the gap of what i feel is missing here yeah um i consider myself like a very well-traveled person and when i do travel i do love to receive like services other places i always make sure i go get a blowout every single city that i go to yeah i make sure that i'm either getting a massage a facial like i make time to receive services as a learning point for me yeah. because i don't know it all and you can learn so much from somebody giving you a blowout. I pick up somebody something from every single time I get a blowout from somebody else. Yeah. Whether usually. Whether it's positive or negative. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And it's something that I then come back home and implement because I'm like, wow, like yeah, that was amazing. Like I need to start doing that because we don't know it all.
1: I know, for sure. But
0: we can always improve. I so I was like, what are we missing here? We're there's we're missing a lot of we're missing professionalism i think in a lot of spaces yeah we're missing attention to detail we're missing a lot of specialty um i think people expect you to be the cheesecake factory yeah when it comes to like hair and makeup and things like that where touching back on our last episode the jack of all trades but master of none yeah where i think to just do have a handful of things and to be able to do them really well will set you apart. And that will also grow your clientele. Yeah. Um, But yeah, finding what's missing in your area and being able to fill that gap and solve that issue is definitely a huge asset. And if you're creative, if you're somebody that's always one step ahead, you're always, you're always going to be successful. You're always going to be literally one step ahead of everybody else in the same industry that you're in, because you're always thinking ahead. You're always trying to problem solve. You're always trying to be proactive. Yeah, be proactive in, yeah, what That's your community needs. Of. And for me, we don't have a head spa in the area. And I didn't say, oh, I, let, I saw head spas on the internet. Yeah. So now I want to do a head spa. I'm not trying to pull from somebody else's creativity or innovation. I'm trying to think, what do I want? And what do I need? And what do we not have? and that's where this this idea came from was am i the first to do it or create a head spa no but is it something that i want yes is it something that we have no so yeah. now i'm doing it um, same with um, you know sustainable beauty am i the first to do it no is there there are there some in the area absolutely am i the, am i the first to do it no but is it something that i think that we all should be moving towards that we need yes because now you're doing beauty with a purpose it's not just for you it's for everybody
1: yeah for sure and i think that's something that also sets you apart which grows your business organically because people are like-minded and are into that yeah um and then you're again pinholing your clientele to find that clientele that wants to come in here for a reason yeah um whether they eat organic food food, which is one
0: one more step they're doing it's one more step that they need to do and I yeah, th- that's the people that I want here. I want people that that care that they're going to pay a little bit more, but you're doing it for the well being of yeah. not just you but our planet. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: <clears throat> I think like you do such a great job with your marketing and with your branding. Like, I mean, look at this, look at this napkin, people. It's so cute. Just everything and like I don't know, you can see that everything that you do, you think about it really, really well. And you and Hilo remind me of great examples of just authentic marketing, being yourselves and building something really special that people love
0: and want to keep returning to. Yeah. I think also with that is finding somebody like I obviously like I do all of my own marketing. I do all of my own posting. I do all of my own things. So like I, there's a lot of people that I've talked to that they're like, Oh no, I don't do my own marketing or I don't, I don't do my own social media. And I'm like, nobody can do nobody knows your business better than you yeah and nobody can grow your brand better than you and like i have somebody that helps me with my um with my logos with my you know with my with my graphic design things like that but we collaborate on it i'm like this is coming from my brain and now it's on your hand so do, do i do it all by myself no but when it comes to social media marketing slogans all of that it's like who's going to grow your business better than you. Well, yeah. maybe somebody else will grow up better than you, but then that's not that's somebody else doing it for you. That's somebody else's brain. That's somebody that you need to continually bounce back to and say, hey, like I need this from you, something like that. So I think that being able to really be in your business that way, um, to authentically grow your brand because it's coming from you also sets you apart because I yeah. do see other businesses that have told me that they don't do their own branding and it is kind of all over the place there isn't so I don't know I think that's a really good a really good um and some people just aren't creative yeah so I don't want to take that away some people really just aren't creative but also if you aren't creative it shows
1: yeah I mean I I hate to say it I think that like if you are hiring someone making sure that they like have the vibe that you want is really important because just like you are doing on your own you you set the tone like you set this vibe that it's not only this like sustainable is sexy we love this like clean beauty everything that you mentioned but it's also like it's fun it's flirty yeah it's fresh it's yeah. not like you're gonna come in here and sit here and be bored when you're getting your hair done yeah it's so much fun like when you're here you're talking there's music there's drinks you're setting a tone and you're setting a vibe and you can see that from like your socials too yeah it's not just cookie cutter And I think when a lot of the times it can be helpful for businesses to outsource marketing because maybe they don't have time or they are not creative. Yeah. Um, But if you're not giving them the right, like bouncing back and forth then it can just kind of become cookie cutter. Yeah. Especially if they're not like in your vision with you. Yeah. So So if you need somebody that aligns with your vision, you need them to align with you so that you can get like your feed to be how you want. But I do think from what I've heard and the people that I know in the businesses around, um the best people kind of have done their own and i can tell like yeah from the authenticity of the the pages it's just like so like uniform everything is just you know what you're getting from that and you know it's you're going to come in here and get that all the time
0: yeah not just one day i think another thing too is um we used to think that we need to um appeal to the masses. Yeah. And I think that if you're trying to appeal to the masses, then you're diluting the best version of yourself. And I'm not saying be abrasive in any way, shape or form, but like you don't need to appeal to everybody. There's somebody for everybody. And that's saying you can be the ripest, juiciest peach, and there's still going to be somebody that doesn't like peaches. So you may as well just do you and find your people like I know that I am not for everybody. I know yeah. that from a personal standpoint and I know that from a business standpoint, but the people that I am for are the people that I want and vice versa. Yeah. Um. So I think that not being afraid to be a little bit different is a really good mindset to have, especially if you're starting your own business or even just starting your own just starting out in your career and whatever that you're doing, just not being afraid to be you. And I'm not saying like hang presidential campaign posters outside your business and start <laughs> talking about like, you know, race and sexual orientation, things like that. I'm just saying, you know, you can, you can be a little bit weird. You don't have to be vanilla. Yeah. Because then you're sure. going to get the vanilla people. Like, Yeah. Be- There's a difference between a basic
1: yeah. general, And like a special, something that's setting itself apart. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be extreme, but Mm -hmm. it definitely makes a huge difference. It just reminds me, like when I was in college and I would take like psych 100 and it was like, oh, I'm so into psych, but I take psych 100 and I was like, wow, this is really not fun. This is really boring. And then I get into like the detailed classes, like really into Mm -hmm. different specific topics and I'm like obsessed. Yeah, and I think that that's like what people want. They don't want this broad, basic, general thing. We like the things that we like, and they're specific. Yeah, I'm not going to get my nails done by someone because I like this general look. Like I like a specific look. I like yeah. a specific way you do my hair. Yeah, people like a specific way I do their brows. Yeah. So, in that, and you know, being a specialist and not being so general.
0: Speaking. That's all you Speaking of a certain look, I think that sometimes people feel like they need to have a very aesthetic bead, a very cohesive like look where, of course, you want your space. Let's say you have a salon suite or a salon. Um, you want it to look nice. You don't want it to be dirty, but I think starting out, especially as um, a creative as long as you put out good work, like you don't have to have a perfectly, like I love Instagram feeds that don't look the same. I think that that's really fun. I love diversity. I love changing it up. I love color. I love, I love things being different. Yeah. So like, you don't have to be like all with the same,
1: yeah, apparently like, the feed yeah. doesn't matter that much
0: yeah, anymore apparently I yeah i mean <laughs> honestly like there's ways to work the algorithm but i i go through like these things where i'm like trying to work with the algorithm and then i'm like fuck the algorithm yeah you know but i also think like don't stress about like your insta. i think if you're putting out quality work
1: yeah just put
0: out your quality work like and, and like, obviously since yeah. we
1: are so pinholed into our clientele yeah. our quality work is all going to speak to a similar yes. person it's not like we're putting out like a bunch of random different things. Like we're putting out our work that is obviously looks different on everybody, but is the same kind of work. Yeah. But also showing the diversity in what we can do. Yes. Because we're really skilled in a certain technique, but that doesn't mean it's a certain color or a certain thing. Mm -hmm. So like, I think showcasing diversity amongst your craft is like something else to really build your clientele to like, you know, not just showing that you can do, one thing in your pinhole like you know you can't just do balayage on blondes so yeah. like you can do brunettes or whatever yeah so just things like that but um but yeah apparently the feed it doesn't matter yeah you can't I think just that do, it's like a white whitewash fun. tone
0: yeah. on everything or whatever people do yeah i think it's fun to like shake it up and like listen if you're just starting out if you don't have like the capital to invest into all these like to really nice furniture really nice this really nice that like yeah people what be I learned and sanitary, yeah, sanitary and what,
1: cute what animal. I learned during
0: COVID people will meet you in the Wendy's parking lot <laughs> for you to do their hair as long as you're doing good work it doesn't matter don't be a disgusting don't be a slob but listen like if you don't have like the perfect aesthetic background, so that's fine if you don't have like this whatever visco filter on everything to make everything look like it's like that's fine like just like yeah and like have fun with it like i think when you stress yourself out about these trivial things yeah. like like that's not what matters like what matters is the work that you're putting out and obviously that you're like clean and sanitary yeah. people will come to you no matter what
1: true so yeah we need it we need it clean we need it sanitary yeah just like yeah, yeah. if you're just starting off it doesn't need to be fancy with bells and whistles no you need what you need to do your job in a sanitary way and you need the talent yeah and honestly one thing that you do need unfortunately is to be a good photographer yeah I, um, unfortunately i will say that even if you can't take your photos, and lighting yeah. is key yeah. so if you can afford one thing in your salon yeah. suite or in your business or in whatever you're doing i would say just get good lighting because good lighting We'll take a picture from a zero to 10, even if the photo, even if the work is flawless,
0: bad lighting lighting will ruin it all. Yeah,
1: Literally it will ruin it all. It could be the best hair, makeup, brows you've ever done in your life
0: and the lighting will make it trash. I know. I feel like sometimes (laughs) I spend so much time taking photos with almost every single one of my clients. But if I don't take your, if you're a client and I don't take your photo, it's nine times out of 10, just because I know the lighting isn't going to work that time of day or I know that like or what you're wearing like it's just like one of those things where I'm like this isn't like I'm not going to be able to post it or if I did take a ton of time taking photos and I didn't post it it's probably because I just couldn't get it right yeah and like you can of course edit your photos a little bit not to catfish your photos but to make your photos look like what you saw in person yeah but sometimes it's just it doesn't matter no matter what you do the photo just isn't the photo and again it's quality over quantity and you don't need to post that photo to convince people that you're busy but sometimes it really is heartbreaking especially if you're like this is such good hair and you know what's funny because it always does still look
1: really good i'm sure but like we are just such hard critics that we're like nope there's one hair out of place yeah yeah so yeah that's really frustrating but that is really important i feel like Um, quality over quantity, especially when it comes to social media. I mean, we're really hard on ourselves, but um I would say if you're posting once a day and it's a good quality post, even if it's not from that day, just do it and that's gonna help you just stay active. I'm so
0: bad at that. Me too. So I have my moment. You're
1: getting so good at it. I have like so
0: good at it. My so I feel like when I started my Ballet Barbie. You're literally so I,
1: active, I feel.
0: I tried to, like, it's it's a full-time job trying to grow your Instagram. It is. So I, all I wanted when I first started my Bali Barbie, this was, like, what, eight, six, seven, I don't know. It was a long time ago now. Yeah. All I wanted was to, like, gain followers. And then I got to the point where, like, I was so stressed out about social media, and I'm like, what am I even, like, why do I want these followers? <laughs> like, what the fuck is, like, these followers aren't paying are my bills. Yeah. What are they for? So then when I started like being like, you know what, like I like, of of course, like my Instagram presence has now grown just because now that I'm with Masters of Balayage, like they post us and it's, they're reaching out to like a million people. And like, so my Instagram reach now is a little bit further. So my Instagram is growing through that with really honestly, without me even trying now, but it's like, at the end of the day, what is the purpose? And I realized I'm like, my followers, these followers aren't, paying my bills like I have probably like what 500 active clients Mm -hmm. um those are the ones that are coming in here and and paying my bills yeah not you know tens of thousands of followers like what half of them are probably like fake followers or bots or whatever like they're not interacting with my stuff like I can post a photo and it can get you know, 700 likes and I can post a photo and it gets 56. So I don't know. I know. You know, so it's like, makes me want to give up. I know. So it's just one of those things now, like social media to me, it's a, it's a good tool to have. But my reasoning now for social media is because I'm an educator and I own a brand, I own a business I'm building, I'm growing through that. I want to build my brands rather than like who, like for me, Deb Todd is not somebody that I feel like you need to, no, like Deb Todd is not the goal. Aloe is the goal. Yeah. My, me educating is the goal. That's the goal.
1: Yeah. But um, also how we're talking about building a brand and brand authenticity is that you are a part of that. Like you really are. I, like, yeah, I am. And yeah. that's of course driving people to be more interested as well. Is because yeah. people do want to know you, whether you think it or not. Yeah. People want to know you yeah. a lot. Like And vice versa. Know. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's like, really important that you care so much about your brands and that you're putting all of that in because people are going to see the reflection of how much you care in the businesses. No. And when you're growing as an educator, that's only going to stand behind and solidify your like professionalism behind your business. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And again, like my personal social media, obviously like I'm only posting the good parts of my life, the things that are easy, things that are fun, the things that are aesthetic, because social media is a tool. I want people to be able to go to my Bali Barbie page and then see me and they're like, oh, like that's somebody like you obviously want to know your service provider. And I want to showcase myself as somebody, like I said, I'm still doing it now too. I'm not just starting out, but I want people to see me and people to be like, oh yeah, like I relate to her in one way or another. And I, that's why I want to see her obviously out I do good work. I know I do good work, but someone to relate to me, am I relatable in every single way? Probably not. I'm not relatable in some ways, but I am relatable in other ways. <laughs> um, but I use my personal Instagram, of course, because I like want to post like my memes and like things that I'm excited to show off and be pr- that I'm proud of. But I also wanted to piggyback off of like, it's not so much the Deb Todd it's, the me representing like my people my brand and m- me as an educator masters of balayage and things like that so i hope that i'm using my social media it's what i do as a tool to boost my businesses versus yeah. my people me trying to boost me yeah. does that make I, sense no i get what you're saying yeah like instead of it being yeah. the one way it's the opposite yeah yeah and i and i hope and i i feel like it works i feel I like think it does exactly i feel, it I feel like sense. it does work um yeah no it does yeah for sure so, um this is like completely off topic but we were one of the girls we had I had a training here earlier and um she had to skip out to go to pride and I guess I've been living under a rock but I just like caught up the other day I was again on Instagram so if it's on Instagram it has to be real um Target be. so Target always I love Target and Target always releases these um they, they work with like small designers whether mm-hmm. it be um whatever the what, whatever their background they always like promote these these smaller designers sometimes they do big collabs like they did one with love shack fancy where I literally tr- tried and you know a bunch of other things which I missed that drop but um can sell out in five seconds yeah from Target literally um but there was like a uproar about the pride the pride stuff at Target that they just released because yeah. Somebody made a bathing suit that was tuck friendly, which yes. I think is so cool. I was like, think of building your brand. What are we missing? Where's the gap? I know you're filling the gap. I and guess it's, it's
1: like the, the, um, I guess, I mean, I'm all for it. Yeah. But I'm like, also I see why people are annoyed by it. Cause I'm like, it's like for kids, but I'm like, kids aren't really worried about that at the same time. So like, kids but I read don't it read wasn't tags. for kids.
0: Oh, I thought it was for kids. No, I read that they said it wasn't for kids. That's there, why there everyone was, I thought was, there was a lot. There was a lot. Like people put out there that didn't know anything about it said it was for hmm. children, but it wasn't for children. Yeah. Well, but like they always maybe they have like rainbow yeah. stuff for children. I don't know. But oh my god, I have Theo's gift in my car.
1: Oh. And it has a rainbow on it. Honestly, oh, like, ex- yeah. When I saw the Target Rough War, I was like, should I not have bought this
0: for Theo? No, <laughs> I love that shit. I like, was like, what the hell?
1: But, but I thought it was for kids. Yeah. That's why I thought people were like pissed off. But like, I don't understand. Like, it is a gap in the market, whether it's a small percentage of the market or not. People still need this stuff. So I don't know why it's, people are I so know. pissed.
0: Like, just like I was just again, like, who knows? Like, Apparently where they but pulled it off the shelves? They did. Yeah, they did because they. I guess Anheuser Busch did a um, pride release or something with the trans. Again, I'm not. I, I'm not going to speak too much on it because I don't know enough about it. But they lost. Ton, like millions, millions and millions in sales because they Ooh. collabed um, Budweiser.
1: Oh, because yeah. Because they collabed with trans,
0: that. which is so sick and so sad, for, and first of all. Like, I don't get me started. Like, I started yelling at Evan for no reason just because I was, like, pissed off. I'm, like, screen talking to him, and he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I am i don't think I am. Um, so I guess Target pulled it off their shelves. Which yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe the it was a misconception. Maybe it could have been taken that it was for children, which again, like maybe I can understand why people might've been upset about that. But at the same time, like I had a client whose son at three years old, came up to him and said, um, daddy, do you ever just feel like you're a girl? And he's like, no, you know, but you know, he did. And anyway, long story short, this, his son, he has three kids, his second son from when he was three years old on just was, he said he was a girl. He only wanted to dress in dresses. He loved like Disney princesses. And rather than fighting it, like told them, like he encouraged him. He was like, okay, if this is what you want to do, like do it. So if you have a young child that is a boy that wants to wear a bikini, and then this isn't you saying now nah, you need to go get gender reconstruction. But if you're a boy and you are a let's just say physically or anatomically a boy or a boy parts male parts let's not say about male parts but if you want to wear a bikini i think that that it's cool to feel seen yeah in that way shape i don't know maybe i don't know i guess i can see the other side of it but i don't think it's worth having an uprising like that about and the people that are upset about it probably look like fucking toes
1: yeah i think that people are upset about a lot of things Yeah don't I don't want to say don't matter because obviously it matters to have this inclusion but like the fact that people are angry I don't think makes sense like people boycotting like Budweiser and like even Zach's friends were like joking about it they were like I don't want to order Bud Light anymore even though that's all they used to drink but
0: they all didn't order Bud Light and I was like oh imagine living in that brain (laughs) (laughs) thinking that you're so entitled Uh, Mm. not for me but anyway I'm getting off topic it's pride month and I'm all about inclusion and diversity baby (laughs) even though like I'm not personally like connected to it in any way shape or form but we're all human so I think that it's really important too I just want everyone to be happy and feel like they belong and not ever be sad yeah and i think that a tuck friendly bathing suit makes people feel seen like the fact that the little mermaid isn't a white woman i think is amazing like how many whole thing too and that was a whole thing but it's like how many young girls now feel like they can relate more now to a disney princess even like with encanto and princess and the frog Mm -hmm. and moana and of all of theo's favorite <laughs> disney movies um it's just one more thing like again i i i don't want to talk too much on things that i really don't know much about but i do know that we're all human and we should make people feel seen and heard and it doesn't matter your sexual orientation or the color of your skin but the fact that people won't buy beer or won't well, Are giving death threats to workers because there's a rainbow bathing suit where you can tuck your ding-a-ling which
1: makes no sense because
0: the people that work at target don't have anything to do with it yeah like they're just working there yeah (laughs) anyway now that we're done rambling is there anything else that you think that we like in conclusion let's like just anyone anybody trying to find their niche anybody that's starting out anybody that's Trying to figure out like what their brand is or starting out trying to find their tribe. is there anything that like in conclusion, like what's the takeaway from this for today?
1: Um, I would just say, be authentic, be professional, be a photographer no, I'm just kidding you can't be a photographer. Um,
0: just you know Evan Evan will start holding photography classes now
1: <laughs> like just be yourself, obviously. I think one thing we didn't mention is education. Like, keep yourself... Well, we kind of did. Keep yourself up to date with the trends and educate yourself. Um, But just show people what you got. You you know, you have to show. Just like we said in the last episode, you are a service provider, so you have to be talented and you have to show people now. Why do you want to come to me versus someone else? Because we're all, um, you know, doing things differently and someone that you want to attract is going to come to you based on the way you do things. So, you know... Be yourself, be authentic, and people are going to keep coming back. So I think that's just one of my biggest takeaways from everything that I've done in the industry is just be yourself. You're going to keep attracting the people that care about you, and obviously you're going to care about them. And that's just going to keep feeding back into itself because you're just going to grow your tribe of people that
0: ride for you. Yep. And uh, don't be afraid to be a little bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that is it for today. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. If you're still here with us and we will see you on the next episode. Yeah. See you next time. Bye. Bye.